Good morning, everybody. Lee Brower here, and welcome to this week's edition of Meaningful Monday. I am glad to be here and grateful. What a wonderful week I've had to be able to reflect on the things that matter most to me. The week started out with what we call Grandkids Camp, and this is where I got to spend time with my five oldest grandsons. Um, we'll be doing the granddaughters later this summer, but we hiked up to a 220-foot waterfall. And uh, among other things, we also went to the uh, Museum of Natural Curiosity. Uh, we also did iFly and some surfing and some other fun things like that. But uh, what a diverse group of grandsons and um, what a fun time to spend time with them. And, you know, more importantly, to focus in on too on what makes them unique. You know, in our several years ago in our family, we asked the question, what is a Brower? And uh, our children wrote down, they were young kids at the time, and they wrote down, one of our children wrote four pages, another one wrote four lines. And um, But we kind of put them together, and eventually the word powerful came out of that. And uh, Browers are powerful. And then we created nicknames or slogans like, uh, never underestimate the power of a Brower, or Brower power. And um, that worked fine until we got some Watsons. Uh, now that our daughters are remarried, we got Watsons and we got Clausens, and so they can't be Browers or Powerful necessarily, but they can be Clausens or Powerful and Watsons are Powerful. And what Powerful means to each of us is prayerful, obedient, worthy, eternal, reverent, forthright, understanding, and loving. And I'm sure that for each of us, we have a different meaning because contextually around that based upon our own experiences, but nonetheless, it brings us together. And it was fun to see our grandson say, I am powerful. I am prayerful, obedient, worthy, eternal, reverent, forthright, understanding, and loving, and to talk about that. So it was a marvelous start to the week. Um, those days are very precious and something that uh, we'll continue to build on. You know, and then uh, just the work that I do. If, if, um, if job, if, if enjoyment of how you spend your working hours was money, I would be probably, I would, I would rival Bill Gates for being one of the wealthiest people in the world. I have the opportunity to work with some of the most brilliant, outstanding families on this planet. Families that think beyond themselves and truly want to make a difference. And uh, what an inspirational opportunity and experience that is for me. And I'm just so grateful for it. Um, and then the, the third thing is that... Uh, I, in strategic coach, as most of you know, I'm a coach with strategic coach. And, uh, when we, in the very first workshop, we do an experience called the lifetime extender. And the essence of that is to provide us a, a way to think about what would happen if we had a certain number of years where there was nothing scheduled on it. And depending on the person and what they're thinking, those that can range from anywhere from one year to 25 or 30 years. When I did it, it gave me 15 extra years. But think about it. What if you had five or 10 years where you had no appointments, nothing entered in on it, and you had a clean sheet that you could put in there the things that you want to do most? Because the real discovery out of that is when you get into that mindset, when the things that you write down really determine and indicate who you are. So this has been such a great experience that I've repeated it several times. And this week, I went back and thought very carefully about it again and said, if I had these extra years, what would I do with them? And uh, so I'm going to share with you the things that I wrote down. And uh, and that's the way I feel about it now. I'm sure that they'll evolve and change and hopefully become grander as time goes on. Uh, 
But number one, you know, at the core of, uh, and, and I looked at it through the lens of true wealth. So from the core aspect, those things that matter most, and looking at that, at the heart of that is the relationship that I have with my wife. And of course, number one is the relationship I have with God. And so I see that as being part of being godlike would be to do something each day, uh, you know, that I'm not expecting anything in return, but to be able to cherish her each day for the rest of my life. And I would make, want to make sure that that was a critical part of those extra years for me. Secondly, to continue on the traditions with our family, the powerful traditions um, that we've uh, that we are establishing, like our grandkids camp. Powerful traditions like Thanksmas and other things that we do together as a family that allows me to be in a leadership role, but together we're better in working with family. The third thing um, is to build the Empowered Wealth community. I see the Empowered Wealth community. If I had that time, I see it with over uh, 10 million members, probably bigger than that of like-minded thinkers that have that are bilingual, that have a common language, that talk to each other and work together. I see myself being able to have maybe still working with 20 highly influential, highly impactful families, but at the same time being free to go out and uh, open up doors that will allow the message to spread and to be able to be a thought leader and work work on that with them. And speaking of thought leaders, that brings me to number four on the list. And, and one of the things that I enjoy uh, very much is I have a pattern of being able to sit down with what I consider to be the world's great thought leaders. Now, I'm not talking about celebrities here, the ones that the press make the most popular. I'm talking about people who really get in deep and are thinking about world issues and how to make this planet better. And I've had the opportunity to sit down with people like, I mean, uh, Coach John Wooden, one of the greatest coaches of all, was a cold call. Um, I got his number and just decided to call him up cold. And, and uh, that turned out to be one of the greatest relationships I've had in my life. It, he's been a tremendous mentor to me. And um, uh, other people that I've met because I put it out there, Warren Buffett, uh, George Tennant, the day before he, re- or the day that he resigned, and I had no indication. We spent time with him from four o'clock to five o'clock in the afternoon, learned an immense amount. He was cool, calm, collected, and shared with us some insights about what it was like to be the director of the CIA through 911 and what his vision of the future was. And the next morning, I uh, saw in the news that he had uh, resigned. And um, uh, President Fox from Mexico on education and what's happening with, with that. And so, I want to continue to be in that mix to have those conversations. Um, I see the Empowered Wealth uh, Foundation and WACI growing with an emphasis on uh, where not just putting money, I, I see it having $100 million endowed. What I really see, though, is our, me, my family, my closest friends, and those that are like-minded thinkers with our sleeves rolled up and actually in the trenches trying to make a difference in the area that I think is at risk we lose so many of our greatest resources, young adults that uh, where the mortality rate hasn't dropped in 40 years that we're losing to cancer and um, young adults that we're losing to the disease of addictions. Great potential leaders, great, wonderful talents. And I see ourselves involved very intimately in trying to make a difference there and, and in that area. And then finally, I see um, myself what I call spice fit. And I define fit as forever interdependently thriving. And I use the word interdependently because I've come to the conclusion that independence, true independence, 
cannot come by yourself. You cannot become truly independent. It will never happen. You have to be interdependent upon God, higher sources, higher powers, interdependent upon your with your family, your friends, and your like-minded thinkers. That's the way that you truly become independent. And I call it spice fit. Spice means spiritually fit, intellectually fit, Okay, spiritually fit. Let's get it right. Spiritually fit, physically fit, intellectually fit, culturally fit, meaning that you you have a good culture around you of family and friends, and not friends that are on Facebook, but friends that you can call at 4 o'clock in the morning, or they will call you at 4 o'clock in the morning because they need you. And then economically fit. Again, financially interdependent, and thriving in those five areas. And I see myself being accountable to those five areas on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis. So that's my five areas. I ask you, now, if you had five years or 10 years with nothing on it, how would you spend your time? That's going to tell us who you are. That'll tell you who you are and what are those things that are most important to you. Then ask yourself this question. When do I want those those years? Would I want them at the end of my life or should I be doing something about putting them into my life right now? That's my challenge for you this week. Give it some thought. Have a meaningful week. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye-bye.